0: Hey, everybody, and welcome on the Truly Mojo podcast, where we share stories of people, artists, entrepreneurs, and business. Stories that inspire, connect, and possibly motivate you. I'm your host, Joel Fernandez, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about the media and digital space, youth empowerment, education, and lots more. Our guest on the show is Mehdi Shafi, the founder of Triford Media, a powerhouse of some of the youngest and the most innovative minds in the UAE, creating powerful, fun, and memorable content. Mehdi shares his journey of how he hustled in building a media empire. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Mehdi Shafi. Hey Mahdi! welcome on the Truly Mojo Podcast. I'm super excited to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing absolutely amazing. Super thrilled, ready to answer
0: whatever questions that there is. Let's go. (laughs) Absolute honor. I've been following you on social media and I've seen the incredible work you've been doing and kudos to you. Uh, You've been working earlier in the sales job and how did you move from a traditional career of sales and building an empire like
1: this Tell us your story. Okay, cool. So I've started doing sales since I was 16. Whoa, okay. And um, ever since then, I just wanted to make money. Okay. No matter how, when, where, what, I just loved making money, even if it was at a loss. Um, I remember um, the first sale I made was uh, selling og uh, boots okay. on Dubizzle, And uh, about, I could say, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. Dubizzle was very new. Right. And uh, what I did was I just took pictures off of the internet from google and i uploaded them on the website and uh, i just said hey this is up for sale and i was connected to a warehouse supply in Akuz and uh, i used to pick them up and deliver them and in the beginning I used to do it with uh, walking metro bus oh. I didn't have any money to support it on my own so I didn't have a car I didn't have anything and back then there was no delivery systems right. like you, you don't have all these delivery platforms right. whatever they are to pick up and drop off stuff so you had to do it on your own and um, I used to do them at a, sometimes even at a loss of 10 to 15 dirham. and that's what gave me the motivation to push forward because I mean the satisfaction you receive from someone paying you an amount of money for a service or product that you're offering really gave me the thrill to move forward. So I had a very rough, you could say, high school period okay um, I graduated and immediately because I was um, you know we had political issues because of our family being from wherever they are and my family was uh, forced to leave the country and my dad came up to me and he's like come back with me to Iran because I'm Iranian and I will give you whatever you want you'll have a good life take over the business whatever and I've been born and raised in UAE and I couldn't sink in with the culture of iran so i was like i'm not gonna do that i can't i can't leave and just come with you it's gonna be very difficult for me i'm just graduated from high school and i really want to go to university and college and pursue education and whatnot and he's like um i cannot do that i'm sorry if that's a decision you need to make make it but i'm not here to support you i can't support you so um i respected it he left I stayed. So basically, my dad had a lot of cars. He sold everything. He liquidated his entire worth in the United Arab Emirates for him to leave. He had this one car, Toyota Prado 2001. Uh, It was a huge car, you know, big back trunk. And I was like, dad, can you give me this car, please? And he said, "Uh, no, Uh, buy it from me. Okay. I'm like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> You're leaving. You're, you're not leaving anything behind. I'm your son. Give me the car. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give it to you. Buy it from me. I'm like, how much? He said 13,000 dirhams. And I remember back then I had like about six, 7,000 dirhams in savings. And he's like, pay me this in advance. I'm like, if I pay this to you, I will not have money to... Eat? I won't have, I can't do anything. What do right. you mean? And back then I was 18, 19. Like, I didn't have a clue of what was going on. And he's like, I don't care. This is up to you. Uh, deal with it. He gave me tough love. And at that time, I absolutely hated his guts. Okay. I did not appreciate yeah. one second of standing and I couldn't stand my dad. Today, he's the closest person to me. Mm-hmm. Because we'll come to that. I mean, we've gotten so close because his tough love back then mm-hmm. made me the person I am today and nice. and he said pay me the money I paid him the 6,000 didn't have anything in my pocket I had a friend that had a warehouse in Alkuz, that had um, boots, boots, whatever, that I could put on do and sell them. And I started, you know, I started from nothing. Amazing. And the first month, I made um, 200 dirhams. Second month, I made a thousand dirhams. Third month, I made 10,000. Fourth month, I, it, it just grew. And over the period of time, I had mm-hmm. enough money to support my own education. So I went to university and, um, and I started studying uh, in uni and I was paying my own University bills basically, you know, over the four year course, I paid about 300,000 dirhams and I got into different things that, you know, I had to trade, buy different things, sell different things, and I lost a lot of money. And I was like, well, I'm making 20, 30, 40,000 dirhams a month at the age of 20. I want to be employed. I, I want to try that. I want to I want to see how I can be more professional in my career. Um, so I applied for a job in a media company and I got approved. And at that time, I was getting paid the salary of 1,500 dirhams at my job, working nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, 11 hours a day, depending on the work scope, doing admin work. I used to fill up Excel sheets and answer different people the most boring tasks on planet <laughs> Earth. But I used to do it just because I wanted to learn mm-hmm what the professional background was, what the business ethics were, Mm -hmm. so I could be able to portray that for myself. I was just teaching myself and getting paid. My mentality wasn't making a 1,500 dirhams because on the side I was making 20, 30 grand. I was good, right? But the logic behind it is I need to learn how I can do it. So I started with admin work and then I got an opportunity at sales. I sold a couple of projects. Uh, next thing you know, after six months, me at the age of 20, I'm the top sales of the company. Wow. Um, at a, a media company back then, doing publishing, advertising for mm-hmm. different magazines and digital ads, banners on websites, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mostly in the educational sector and the construction sector. So okay. this was the, the specialty that they had. And I worked there for four years, on and off. And the on and off period was when I decided to leave to start my own company. Wow. And I left four times. I literally quit Mm -hmm. four times from the same company to start my own. And every single time I failed miserably. And every single time I took with me four to five people from the company, giving them hopes and dreams and aspirations and different things. And I failed them every single time. And it reached to a point where I was like, I'm embarrassed to go Back to the same company to go like, hey, I want to come back. But every time they accepted me back. And the only reason why they accepted me was because I could sell for them. I could make them money. So they never said no to me. But at the same time, they had their guards up at all times in case something happens that Maddie wants to leave again. We're (laughs) ready for, for that to take place. So I did four years there and then um, whatever, I, I was a sales manager. I was managing about 20, 30 people there. Um, 80% of them were older than me because I was the youngest one. And everybody was like, hey, who's this kid talking whatever he's talking? But it wasn't about me Being who I am, it was me delivering and making sales and making money. And I used to make like 40, 50 grand from just my job on commissions and and salary and whatnot. Uh, The salary was very low. And and it comes back to me believing in commission-based and all that. Four years happened and uh, the print advertising and publications just dropped. Sales dropped. And I noticed it. I used to go to seven, eight meetings a day and came back with nothing. And to me, it was like, what's happened? Something is wrong, right? I'm not making the same money as I am. So let me investigate on what is the next big thing to look into. Uh, so I did. And at that time, it was the influencer marketing that was really booming up right. because Facebook was, at that time, it was dead. Mm-hmm. Instagram was blowing up Influencers came left and right Every, Everyone was an influencer So I wanted to see if I can make money from it So I went to my the owner of the company I was like, I want to start this And if I make it successful I want you to get me an assistant Additional assistant mm-hmm. And support me financially And give me the team to develop So I can make X amount of money He said, prove me right first And then I'll invest I was like, okay, no problem. So I went to one of my clients. I built all the assets that I had. I set about 300 meetings with influencers. I signed uh, 45 of them exclusively, having absolutely nothing. I had no production. I had no camera. I had nothing. All I had was an office space that people used to come to. Mm -hmm. And it was my pitch. Selling them something I did not have. It was crazy. I used to tell them I have X, Y, and Z. And I didn't have it. I had 300 meetings in the course of a month, non-stop work. And after the month, I had 45 exclusive contracts and I was just keeping up with them, just making sure they're happy, they're good, just communicating with these people because they all had a follower base online. Yeah. And I thought that could be a good potential to making money because for me, in my job, it was all about cold calls. Mm. So you sit behind the desk and you make calls, calls, calls yeah. to generate a lead, right? right? The influencer, how it works is that they eliminate the step of cold calling. Because they are a hub of leads coming to them directly. So if leads came to the influencers, any company, any brand, any agency, you pick them up and you go like, okay, you want x y and z what else can i give you if you are in demand of something i'm here to supply you so i created this flow of leads oh, yeah. that eliminated my cold calling process of mm-hmm. generating the leads which made things easy i did that i went to one of my clients i sold a deal for five hundred thousand dirhams and to me it was astonishing because i sold half a million dirhams worth of work out of absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. i just showed him a few presentations here and there and i sold it to him and he bought into it i went back to my owner uh, the owner of the company back then and i told him hey i got this deal this is the contract it's signed done sealed Mm -hmm. here you go what can you do to support me and he said i don't have the capacity today to do so and as soon as he said that to me in my head i was like Mm -hmm. i can't be busting my ass off Believing in something. And my mentality back then was in a way where I left four times. To me, in my head, I was like, I'm not going to leave again. Because I failed so many times. I'm going to take my time doing it. And I I succeeded at something. Mm -hmm. I went back to him and he still didn't believe in me. So I was like, I'm out. Done. I traveled for about a month. And I had a lot of talks in my head, a lot of conversations, different things. And I came back to Dubai. I went and I met the same person I sold the half a million dirham job too. Okay, He had a very big company. I can't disclose the names. And I told him, hey, I'm leaving my company. Would you be interested to invest? And he's like, yeah, of course I am. Let's do it. So I'm, I'm here. I have an investment deal, an opportunity. He invested about half a million dirhams in Trifit Media. Trifit Media at first was called Shots Media, but I didn't get the name on the license. It didn't work out uh, because some guy got Shots attached to every single name on the license it didn't work out anyways and i started that's how trifit came up i quit my job and i quit a, Mm. a stable 40 grand salary job to tell myself i am gonna struggle and i'm gonna work 18 hour days because i know one day i'm gonna reach to a point where i am not going to reject any young person coming to me with an idea because I was young and mm-hmm. I went to the guy with an idea and he rejected it. And look where I am today. I'm in whatever I've achieved. Hey. So at that time, my mentality was I'm never going to say no to anyone. So I'm just going to keep that in mind. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to strive to achieve the best things possible with the support I have from here. And all I looked at was this person that I looked up to. And t- till today, I'm still working with him. Very good friend of mine. Uh, he had 4,000 employees. And all I looked forward to was him teaching me scalability. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to have 4,000 employees in my media company one day. I mean, that okay. would be a dream come true. Because mm-hmm. I had Gary Vee as a role model. Okay. I worship this guy. I sleep. I eat. I do everything with him in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to any music. If I want to listen to something, it's Gary V. Because I think whatever he's doing is working. It's obvious. It's proven. Anyways, I started. And from there, I started with a desk space. Okay. um, Similar size to this table here. And um, I just started it. And it just went on. And I had from one employee, I went up to 30 employees. Eight months passed. Mm -hmm. And because I was in a very corporate environment in my investment because I was we were operating from their offices. Okay. We didn't have our own. It limited me to wanting to achieve the vision that I had for whatever it was to have. It was to have a whole BuzzFeed type of an environment where everybody's free, relaxed, people come and go. It's a chilled environment, 24-7, no, no working hours. People just come to release their creativity, to create content around it. I named it Trifit. And the story of how I named Trifid Media Trifit was, at that time, we were three partners. It was me and two other people that were the owners of the other company. Okay. And we had production, influencers, and clients. So everything was three. So I went online on Google. I'm like, synonyms of three. I typed synonyms of three. And the first word that popped up was trifid. I'm like, let's just take it and put it and register it. You know, that was my mentality. I didn't care what I'm going to name my company Uh at that time. I named it Trifid. Today, everyone knows TriFIT. At least yeah. all the young people around know what TriFit is. Yeah. Did I think that one day it's gonna reach this point? I didn't. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So an advice to anybody starting a company, forget about what you're going to name it. Name whatever you want to name it. It doesn't matter. really doesn't matter. That's the an recommendation and advice I'm going to give you. Because a lot of people get stuck. What am I going to name my company? Why can't I name it the best name ever? It doesn't matter. No matter what you name it, it depends on the marketing and the advertising behind it that's going to grow that name.
0: Mehdi, were there any challenges along the way that you'd like to share?
1: Um, so I started eight months, couldn't survive. Uh, I went back to the owners. I'm like, hey guys, listen, it's not working out because... I reached to a point where if I wanted to buy a hard drive worth 800 dirhams, I had to go through seven different signatures to get an approval on an 800 dirham hard drive. And All I was right. like, just can't do this. I need a hard drive. I'm the owner of this company. I have majority ownership. Just get me the hard drive. This yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah. Like, let me, let me operate. Let right. me move forward. You can't just stop me. So that was a lot of frustrations built up. And I always wanted to have a warehouse facility. So I left. Uh, Eight months down the line, we spent about 700,000 dirhams, more or less, you could say. Mm -hmm. I left. And when I left, I had to pay back the 700,000 dirhams to the owners for them letting me to leave. And they kept the trade license. And I had to start a different trade license, which was another difficult process altogether. But in my head, I was like, I can't do this anymore. If I did it once, I can do it again. Let me just leave, see what's up. So I left. Zero money in my pocket. My father, because he was here in this country for about 20, 21 years, he had a lot of credit cards. And the company that gave me the investment had retail stores. So they had credit card machines. So I closed a deal with them to say, I'll pay you back the money In installments, via credit card. Because I had the limits on the credit cards. I was still in debt, but I did it. I took all my credit cards, about seven different ones. And I kept swiping, kept swiping, kept swiping, kept swiping. And I left. And I found this warehouse. It was about 120,000 dirhams. And um, I took it. I started building it with no money. At some point, my driver lent me 35,000 dirhams. I didn't have... Any money. Mm -hmm. He lent me 35,000 dirhams, which was his and his family's savings because he was the eldest member of the family of eight that lived in the UAE. Okay. And he was the one that collected all their salaries Mm -hmm. to build bulk amounts so they could send it to Pakistan. Okay. at some point in time to invest into land into whatever they did right. because that's majority of people do that they right. collect 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 to invest in their home country so one day they have a retirement plan that they can leave yeah. he gave me 35,000 and he said to me um, I believe in you and I just I just looked at him I'm like wow man I mean like you're my lowest paid employee and you're giving me this much money and wow it gave me the push to drive I started another warehouse it did amazingly well we went from 15 employees to 45, 50 employees. Mm -hmm. Um, Pre-COVID, we invested into a different facility, which was five times the size of our own, um, hoping to expand. And then COVID hit, we went into depression mode, for me at least, because income was absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And I had so much to pay for. The warehouse concept worked so well. The freedom of creativity the freedom to employees the no privacy on how trifit operates worked so well for the employees for the influencers for the client everyone everyone loved it and um, covid hit three months trying to struggle from home didn't work and then when everything went back i went back schools and universities had the worst operations possible because they didn't know what to do work study from home it was all new to them they didn't have the risk management factor thinking in their head i put one tiktok video saying i'm gonna hire every single young member in this country the next day i had 250 new employees in my company and it just blew up everything changed obviously we did so much in the background we Mm. had so much to go through that was really the boom Like how it went on. And I started three other businesses, um, two of which failed miserably. I lost a lot of money, but I learned a lot from them. And um, now I'm sitting here. I still have Trifit. Trifit is growing. Uh, It is the leader in TikTok content creation, at least I could say that, in the country. If there's any other agency, and not just the United Arab Emirates, but I could easily say the GCC, we are the top in... TikTok content creation, which I believe is the future of of social media in any ways. And yeah, so that's where we are. Maybe being a founder
0: means there's a lot of responsibility in terms of uh, leading a team of young, enthusiastic people, giving
1: them a sense of direction and
0: purpose. What drives you doing this? Happiness. Their
1: success gives me happiness because I never got it. Mm -hmm. I've been brought up with tough love. And uh, when I see the youth, succeeding in something i have this saying that i would say to everyone i'd rather lose ten thousand dirhams with every mistake a youth makes in order to make a hundred thousand dirhams from them succeeding from learning from the mistake that they make maybe i like
0: the workspace environment over here you have a pool table it reminds me of my previous company where we had a pool table and we had discussions and meetings over a game of pool it really gives a good vibe Uh, did you define this culture from the beginning
1: yeah Definitely. I mean, from the beginning, no, because I was with another um, company. But I always, not just the pool table. I have a table tennis table. I have a football table. Okay. I have couches everywhere. To me, it's about giving freedom mm-hmm. to the employees okay. or to the family members or whatever you want to call staff. Right? If they are happy, the business will be happy. If they're stuck somewhere where for nine hours they have to come and do work behind a computer screen, there, there is no productivity there. Right. If you give them the personal internal happiness, if you make sure that they are okay, right. then everything will be okay. I have this thing that a lot of people also like successful entrepreneurs have. I work for my staff. My staff right. don't work for me. So I need to make sure that they are happy at all times. And they have this escape that they need, especially people that sit behind a screen and edit and shoot. It's tiring, it gets frustrating. They need to release that. So go ahead, have a game of pool for 30 minutes, come back and give me an amazing video. Why not? Go ahead, I don't mind, why not? Building contacts and connections, networking, uh, what are your thoughts on that in the media space? It's very important. But I also believe that your work could speak for itself. And to answer that question is networking is great. You need to be out there to communicate, to talk to different people as much as possible. Hmm. But when you produce as much content as possible throughout the day, people will already know who you are, what you are. So they'll start approaching you. For me, it's building as much as I can for people to start approaching me rather than me approach them okay. that's the key to up. create that so yeah. people start approaching you. it it relates to any any business out there which is what i wanted to do which i did but one thing that i focused on was i believe and i will always believe content production anything content wise is not perfect the word perfect does not exist mm-hmm. in the dictionary of a media company because every single thing every single person has a perception Something might be nice to you that might not be nice to me. So I believe in fast content. Mm -hmm. Produce and deliver as much as possible throughout time because everything changes and you need to be able to adapt. So networking is great, but I believe in networking to a point where you create so much as much as possible, where people start coming to you to network rather than you going to them.
0: Right, coming to my next questions. And uh, there are a lot of brands out there uh, tapping on uh, user-generated content. Uh, How important is that as well? UGCs
1: are super, super important. But what you need to understand is if you want to enable user-generated content for your brand, Mm -hmm. you need to adapt to today's social media world, which, in my opinion, is TikTok. You need to be able to say to yourself, I have X, Y, and Z as my guidelines. Okay. This is important to me. And respect it. It is. But in order for me to try to fit in my audience's perception, I need to have the mentality or the freedom to accept whatever they want to create. So give them that freedom and let them create as much as possible. But if you go to them with a booklet of... 50 pages with brand guidelines and do's and don'ts and the color red cannot be on the 40 degree corner of my page I just, no, you cannot have user generated content if this is the case Mm -hmm. you need to be able to adapt to whatever the audience wants to create and does and then preach and give them appraisal of whatever they're doing. This way you can achieve whatever you need to achieve. Another thing that I want to talk about, uh,
0: Mehdi, is youth empowerment. Uh, There's less said about the subject. There's youth doing their masters, MBAs and don't get the job that they deserve according to their education. Uh, There are opportunities out there but they don't have the experience. How does education play a role in today's job environment? Uh, There are some and many self-made jobs, like we discussed, influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, and for which uh, you don't need to be highly qualified or educated, but you do need to have the skill set. What are your thoughts on that?
1: You need to have the skill set, yes and no. Skill set is important to have a characteristic, to have charisma, to have all that you need to have. It's very important. However, what's more important than that is education is important. I understand. But today's world education is being monetized. Mm -hmm. If you want to go and study business, it's being monetized. You're just paying to study what you could probably study on YouTube. So I'd rather spend four years of my life going and working for someone from experience, spending Mm -hmm. them quarter of the money I'm spending on education, transport and food and whatever I need throughout my day to go work for someone else for free, learn as much as I can, and then be 10 times more experienced when I wanna go into the work field, right? Right? That's the business type of Mm -hmm. people. So if anyone wants to study business, that's what I would recommend them. Don't study, rather go and work. If people want to study to be a doctor, have their PhDs in in science and in the medical industry, whatnot, it's great. If your intention is to help people, is to cure people, is to do all that, that's a different story. You're happy that way, respected, be Mm -hmm. happy that way. But if you're going to go down the ride of studying for eight years to be a doctor and then start complaining and comparing yourself with an influencer that makes five times the money you do with no education why study then you see it's all about mentality it's like you have that mentality i understand i get it mm-hmm. some some people make a hundred thousand dirhams in a year and they're happy right okay you're happy that's great be happy mm-hmm. but What about the people that complain and keep saying, oh, why am I not making this much money? Why am I not here? Okay, then why are you having the same mentality? Don't go towards that. I personally don't believe in today's education. With the development of the the Web 2.0, Web 3.0, whatever that's happening, education really doesn't matter. I I could study for four years Mm -hmm. and then go and pursue a career and to get a job for another person with zero experience doing an internship because every single job requires 5 years of minimum experience yeah. rather than, I'd rather go work and make that experience so in 4 years time I'd have that and go in front of the person and create demand for them to give me a supply and pay me more money. Right. So I don't believe in that. Okay, moving on if anyone wants to start a media company and for
0: those who are already running a media house uh, what are the key things to keep in mind before making it big?
1: Nothing is perfect absolutely nothing is perfect. Mm -hmm. Your perception is yours. It does not matter. You need to be able to adapt to every single person's perception out there. And everyone's is different. Believe in the youth Mm -hmm. because these are the creative minds that will take forward. As much as I respect age and everything else that goes with it, a 40-year-old's perception on media does not matter. It's, it's expired. No, it's not there anymore. However, a 16-year-old's mentality matters. So believe in the youth and don't give up. And understand that approaching the big, big, big clients in the media industry is not the right way to go with things because the bigger the company is mm-hmm. the bigger the marketing team they have the bigger the research and development they have the bigger uh, the accounts and finance team they have the bigger the procurement department they have the bigger the legal department they have they will good. squeeze the living life out of you they will get the best prices possible and they will delay your payments as much as possible so why why do you want to go work for a big company that will squeeze the living life out of you and pay you in six months time go and work for a small to medium-sized company why do you care who cares when i started i never cared of having um uh, the biggest names on my portfolio i cared about having as much content as possible so i worked for anyone and anywhere as possible as much as possible maybe there's a lot of hype on uh Non-fungible tokens, NFTs, talk us through that. So, remember, um, I don't know if you did games or, or you gamed. in, in w- Whatever yeah. games you played, I right? I played Counter-Strike. Amazing. And um, with Counter-Strike, did you buy outfits or costumes or guns or stuff like that? Yeah, there was tokens, money. There we that, go. You yeah. paid for it, right? And
0: I mean, not online, but it's in the game. Because, in the game, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so
1: the more you spent, the better stuff you got, right? right? Those are NFTs. Today, what's happening is, I believe that in the next two to three years mm-hmm. the world is going to be digital everyone's going to wear an oculus there's a movie called Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg okay. I recommend every single person to watch that movie because that's what's going to happen in the next five years everyone is going to be in the comfort of their home mm-hmm. in a cubicle with a four dimensional treadmill connected to the oculus exploring the digital virtual world mm-hmm. in the the metaverse by different developers today meta by Facebook tomorrow by TikTok day after tomorrow by Apple whoever Mm -hmm. the biggest companies are are going to create it and then you're going to be able to explore an infinite world of opportunities Uh if you want to travel to the Bahamas to go by the beach you can Mm -hmm. you can wear a bodysuit that allows you to feel the sensation of the location you're in you're going to be able to connect with different people you're going to be able to make connections you're going to be able to make money you're going to be able to do whatever you need to do and you don't have to leave your house because you have an infinite world to go to NFTs is a bridge to the metaverse Mm. because they are going to allow you to have different accessibility to different items and different things When you're in the metaverse. So it's getting there. And a lot of NFTs are going to come and go. Mm -hmm. A lot of scams are going to happen. A lot of different deals are going to take place. But that's the case with everything and anything. When iPhone came out, did you have an iPhone? My first iPhone was iPhone 7. Okay. Before that, I was with Blackberry. Before that, I was with Nokia. Did I care about iPhone 1? No. But today... 90% of people in the world have an iPhone, right? Right. It's just going to take place. It's slowly but surely going to take place and happen. NFTs are super important. The utilities behind an NFT is also very, very important. Today, it's 90% hype. In about a year's time, those 90% NFTs that are all about hype are going to drop. 10% are going to remain, and those are going to be the accessibility that you have in the metaverse to be able to, to to move digitally with absolute freedom of doing whatever you need to do. And, and it's going to grow. It's just going to take some time, you know? But it's, it's so important. It's the future and it's the future of advertising. It's the future of media. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to take this too long, but just imagine this, right? Imagine you're in the metaverse wearing an Oculus and you have a teleportation port mm-hmm. that you're going to transfer from... Dubai to London, okay? And you have a teleportation port that you have to walk through in the digital world. On top of this teleportation port, you have a digital banner. You have a billboard, right? right? And the billboard has etisalat has do has the biggest telecom providers, has the biggest companies out there. It's That's endless. Yeah. It's endless because it's digital. Mm-hmm. So imagine who are these people who are going to buy the land that are going to have the biggest billboards ever. Your biggest billboards are not going to be a 10 meter by 100 meter on Sheikh Zayed Road. Yeah. It could be a 1,000 meter by 1,000 meter in X world on the digital world that you have over there. Because That's it's digital. Right. It gives you the capability to do that, it gives you the freedom. Also, another point is that it allows every single human being to be what they want okay. as an avatar. You are what you are today, dressing up the way you are, having the hairstyle that you have, doing whatever you're doing because you like it. Right. It's not as easy as achieving it because you have to work so much towards it. But what if I tell you in the digital world, it's like this. With a click of a finger, you can do it if you have enough amount of whatever you need to have, which is also linked to cryptocurrencies because that's the only digital currency out there to reflect on the metaverse and the NFTs. It's all coming together, Right. right? Who who would have thought 12 years ago Bitcoin was a dollar, today it's $34,000, $35,000. Right. Who would have ever thought it's going to grow? It's just what's happening. And again, me personally as Mahdi, my biggest challenge in life is to be able to master the art of adaptability. I don't care about any other skill ever. The only skill I care about is to be able to adapt. If I can adapt, I'll always be a relatable person. To everything that's going on in the world today Amazing. so that's how i would like to put the importance on nfts metaverse crypto whatever
0: interesting Mehdi, so if anyone would like to reach out to you how do they do that
1: instagram dms comments what? on tiktok and anywhere what's your p- handle. so on tiktok it's mahdi.shafi on instagram it's trifitmedia i personally check every single dm Amazing. that's available on my instagram i don't let anything left unread or on email matthi at trifordmedia.ae and i respond like i take care of things i like when i receive something i check my emails every single night i check my instagram every single night i check my whatsapp every single night and i'm on top of it sure
0: i'll leave the link in the show notes lastly Mehdi what's your message to the content creators out there who want to make
1: it big in this space and for those who want to make a curry out of this fake it till you make it literally literally fake it till you make it pick up anything around you and act as if you're the biggest influencer in the world biggest content creator in the world use your creativity with it and tag the brands because that's what creates UGCs and the more UGCs you create the more brands will start approaching you that's it don't be shy why are you shy is there any obstacle from you going and creating the content is there anyone saying you are not allowed to create content this way what are you waiting for? You're waiting for a sale to come through? Why? When you can go ahead and create as much content as you can with whatever. Look at the world in a way anything and everything you pick up is branded. Right. Create it. Create the content around it and post. Keep posting. Post as much as possible because the more content, the more exposure, the more exposure, the more demand, the more demand, the more money, the more money, you get There's richer. That- the more money you have, more problems and you're going to get into this entrepreneurial world mindset and you're going to learn from it. Whether you love it, you don't, you're going to get into it and that's what I say. So fake it till you make it. Amazing, Mehdi.
0: Thank you. It was nice talking to you on the show. Talk to you soon. Same here. Thanks a lot.
1: Well, that's a wrap of
0: this episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you do have any questions, do send me an email on jazzyjoel85 at gmail.com and if this episode has helped you or could help your friends, family and loved ones in any way, Do share and like it on the platforms that you listen to your podcast. Until next time, talk to you all soon.